fighting, hatred, fear. Had enough of the noise? I'm your host, Dr. Henry Ely, but please call me Dr. H, folks. As you know, it is beautiful and great to be with you. I am so excited to be here with you today. I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you may be. I hope you're getting some nature in you too, um, at least after the show, right? Well, folks, we have a fantastic show for you today. We're going to have a special guest by the name of Addie Hartkin. She is a certified holistic nutritionist. She is a faculty member at the Energetic Health Institute, and she's somebody that did something very important. When she got a death sentence, and I mean that, when she got a death sentence in the hospitals and the cult of Asclepius temples running around our country, all these white coats, you know, doing their thing, she got a death sentence and she said no. And I think that's what I'm grateful for today. You know, you, you, we talk every single time we start with gratitude. I'm grateful for every single person that got bad news when it comes to their health and said, no, no, I'm not going to accept that diagnosis. No, I'm not going to accept your death sentence. No, I'm not going to accept that there's nothing that can be done. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go figure it out because that's what you're going to hear an incredible story in the second segment of Addie Harkin and her story of healing. And she was on death's doorstep, but she said, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm going to go figure it out. And something amazing happened. She did what her body is designed to do. She healed. That's right. Your body, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, I don't care if it's been genetically modified. I don't care where you are. It is designed to heal. It just needs a helping hand. It needs somebody who knows what they're doing. It needs somebody like you who's willing to do the work, right? Because that's the real secret there. I keep saying this and I want you to hear it over and over and over again. I've been at this now 24 years, almost almost a quarter of a century. I've been at this. All right. Yeah, I'm feeling old. You, you bet your butt I am. I'm feeling old. I've been at this for almost a quarter of a century. And you know how many people I've worked with? Thousands, thousands and thousands. And if you start including people in the audience, we're in the millions now. All right. Thankfully. And I love you all so, so much. But how many people have I actually healed? One. I've healed me. Because the only person who can heal you is you. Where somebody like me or somebody like Addie Hartkin comes in is we help you develop a plan personalized for you. Because there's no such thing as one size fits all medicine. It's the biggest fraud out there. Well, it's not the biggest fraud. There's bigger frauds than that. But that's one of the big frauds out there that one size can fit all. There's no such thing. We're too unique. We're too incredible. And yes, we have a dramatic number of similarities. We're not super different, but we're different enough so that one size will never be able to fit all. Now, out there in the world today, 
you know, I, I'm I'm starting to really take a, a much bigger hardline stand on this. All right, because I, I don't like what's going on in our on, in our world in in the medical freedom. It's not medical freedom in the health freedom movement right now. We're seeing a lot of folks out there, well intended, all right, and I'm not taking a shot at anybody's intention, all right, because these are good people. But we're seeing a lot of folks out there putting out protocols. You know, this spike detox, spike glycoprotein detox protocol. Do you know what that suggests? That suggests that one size fits all. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. There's so much nuance that goes on in a healing process. We're seeing it. We're taking right now 50, 60 people through a healing process, who uh, many of whom have been injured by the damn shots. And I will tell you that, yes, we have. there's a lot of similarities in what we do with each of them, but there's all of these little subtle nuances that this person needed someone guiding them. This person needed someone there to answer their specific personalized question. This person needed someone to make a little tweak, a little shift in the program. And that's why you need someone who has that experience, has that wisdom, has that insight, that intuition of what needs to happen, and is willing to listen to you. One size fits all will never work. Protocols will never work, maybe as starting points. But if you're thinking you're going to put out there a protocol for someone, especially for something as complex as some of the things going on, wait till you hear Addie's story, complex ulcerative colitis. Okay. When you start looking at the complexity of things, any idea that one size fits all, that if I do this same thing in this same sequence, it's going to work for every single person is preposterous. That's not how any of it works, folks. The true practice of medicine, as Addie's going to tell you, because in the third segment, she's going to talk to you some, about some great, a great case study um, and somebody that she really was able to help when no one else was able to help her. Um, it takes a person who's willing to listen and to have the humility to understand that I'm not healing you, all right? Healing comes from God. The glory goes to God. What I'm doing is providing a, pan, a plan, a pathway to help restore that relationship and restore health within you. That's my job, and I love my job. But I'm not so silly to think that my job is to heal you. That's not my job. My job is to teach you. My job is to design a pathway. And to do that, we need information. We need to know what's going on. So Hattie's going to talk to you about some lab testing that she does and why lab testing is so important before you start making changes to what's going on. Because how often do we see, and you're probably out there listening going, yeah, I went and talked to some this nutritionist and they, they listened to me for a little bit, definitely better than any white coat has, but then they just started changing things and they didn't do any testing. Well, that's a recipe for disaster too. All right. Just because it's natural doesn't make that it's going to be 100% good. And I have bad news for you. There's a lot of natural practitioners that are really bad at their jobs, too. All right. And that's not a shot at anybody. I know. Don't say that, Dr. H. Everybody in the natural world is really, really good. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's really only going to be ever about 5% of people in any profession that are really good at what they do because those people put in the work. Those people want to understand. Those people 
continue their education. Those people learn as they're in progress of helping people. And these are the people that you want to find because these are the people who really care. It's not about their ego. It's not about money. It's about they want to genuinely help you. And I think you're going to find that with Addie today listening in. So I'm really excited because I'm going to start bringing some of my graduates on. I know people have been like, well, doc, you know, what do you do? And did it and trying to figure it out. Folks, no one knows me better than my graduates. All right. My graduates are awesome. They're doing great work in the world. And so I'm going to start introducing them to you so you can find them and you can start working with them if they have a skill set that you think is going to be able to help you. And I promise you that they do. Now, one of the things that we're going to get into a little bit in this particular episode is also a really good discussion of the importance of believing that you're going to heal, how it is as much medicine as any capsule you'll take, any herb you'll brew in a tea, any dietary change that you will make, that you have to believe you're going to heal. And that there is definitely a mental emotional component to this whole process, but there's definitely a spiritual component to this process. And that doesn't mean religion. I'm not saying that. I'm never saying that. But I am saying that there's a certain reconnection that has to take place between you and who you feel is your creator. And that's okay. It's okay to talk about those things. Just like it's okay for me to say, I love you. I think one of the most ridiculous things is to have somebody come to you in desperate need and for you to feel like you have to maintain some type of professional distance between them that prevents you from loving them when love is the source of all healing. That's ridiculous to me, right? I love every single patient I've ever worked with. I love every single student. I've ever worked with, and I love everyone in my audience. I do. And I have the right to have that love, and I have the right to express that love, and I have the right to not be ashamed to love you. And that's what I'm bringing to the table for you. So I hope you listen in to this episode. You're going to really love it. And we're going to bring you some more. I got some more graduates coming on in the next, uh, over the next uh, few months, we're going to bring Angela in and we're going to bring Dane in, who's doing fantastic work as well. We're going to bring Meg and we're going to bring Carmen in and so many more graduates who've been out there working for years, because I want you to know that there are good people out there who have put in the work to be able to help you. And you don't have to reach out and go, if it's not Dr. H, oh my God, you know, because I got so many people reaching out and I love you. I do. And I'm going to do everything I can to help you. One of the things that I can do to help you is to point you to other people who I trust and I believe in, who are very talented at what they do, very good at what they do, and most importantly, really, really care. And you're going to hear that today with Addie Hartkin. All right. So folks, we're going to come back right after these messages with more Energetic Health Radio and our special guest, Addie Harkin. And uh, stay tuned. It's a great episode. You're going to really, really love it. Energetic Health Radio is sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing people just like you folks. If you want to be free in this day and age, you better be healthy. And that's one thing we will show you how to do. Go to energetichealthinstitute.org. Check out our amazing programs. We have fantastic stuff, folks, jumping off. We have our flagship holistic nutrition certification. This is something that Addie graduated from, folks. 
people are coming into that left and right now. Oh, we love it. We want you in there. It's a skill set that you will be able to use for the rest of your life. We have our uh, detoxification program, our detox, and where you get to learn about cleansing and detox, cleansing and fasting, all these wonderful things. You get to learn how to do them uh, starting on March 24th. March 24th, we open up our detox series yet again. And as you know, I'm taking people through the Art of Cellular Healing, which is a specific course we designed for people injured by the shots and experiencing long haul. Uh, we're getting phenomenal results, folks, with it. I'm so thrilled with that. We have another course that's going to be starting in August, and we will give you a chance to sign up on the website for that so you can get advance notice when we open the enrollment. Um, I want you in. Also, real quick, everyone, real, real quick. Every Monday on Twitter, I do a Twitter space, all right? 4 p.m. Pacific, you can come in and ask for free any questions you have. And we want to specifically for the injured in long haul. But if you have other questions, I'll take them. And then every Tuesday at noon Pacific, every Tuesday at noon Pacific, we do a free clinic specifically for people injured by the shots. Come and check us out. Just send an email to info at energetichealthinstitute.org, info at energetichealthinstitute.org, and uh, we'll give you the link for it. Come and join us. If you are injured or if you know someone that's injured, I want to meet them. All right. I want to hear what's going on. I want to do whatever I can to help you. All right. We have to become a family, folks. That's what this is all about. And that's what we're doing at the Energetic Health Institute. So check us out, energetichealthinstitute.org. Become a part of our family. We would love to bring you in. We'll be right back with more Energetic Health Radio and Addie Hartkin right after these messages. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer, this stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Well, joining us today is a very, very special guest, Addie Harkin, certified holistic nutritionist, faculty member, and esteemed graduate at the Energetic Health Institute. Addie, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dr. H. How are you? Oh, well, you know, for me, it's a thrill 
to have you on. It's a thrill to have all of the graduates starting to come on. And now I get to start sharing with the world that, yeah, we got some folks out there that are doing some great things. And you are certainly at the top of the class doing those great things out there in the world. So what I'm really interested today, I know we are, we're going to talk in the next segment a little bit about uh, a case you have and kind of give people a little greater feel for how you work with people in a clinical kind of setting. But what I'm really excited about to introduce people to is, is your story, because I think it's so relevant for what you do when you're working with your clientele. And I think it just, it shows and speaks volumes about what you can do when you put in the work and when you believe and maybe even get a little helping hand here and there. So you have this incredibly interesting story about your own recovery and your own journey into health using natural medicine and holistic nutrition. Why don't you tell us all a little bit about it? Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, so I think, um, probably where to start is to kind of start with, um, my turning point. Uh, so, uh, about 15 years ago, I was uh, in the hospital for a month, and this is after I had been bedridden for quite some time, and I was given three months to live. Um, and so that's really what triggered me to discover holistic nutrition and um, decide to take some things into my own hands. Um, so backing up, what led me there was when I was 17, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Um that's an inflammatory bowel disease. And I had one of the most severe uh, presentations that most doctors had ever seen. Um, I had ulcers in my entire colon and um, was losing blood. Uh, I, I remember getting rushed to the hospital about every other month, um, if not more than that, uh, to get blood transfusions. And for two years, I was bedridden going through this. Um, and uh, at my worst, when I finally uh, ended up get, getting that three-month uh, death sentence from the doctors, uh, I was, I think, about 83 pounds, um, and I'm a five foot six, uh, five foot six tall. So that was definitely um, very, very underweight. Uh, I also had like a feeding uh, tube, so, so to speak, in my arm. It's called a pick line, uh, where they give you nutrition through your veins. And I uh, had a resting heart rate of 165. Uh, so I was very, very sick. Um, there was multiple things going on, many, many things, pericarditis, um, full body arthritis. Um, there was just so much not happening right in my body. And um, I remember when the doctors gave me that diagnosis or that you know sentence of three months left to live, uh, I just remember thinking that something just did not feel right that it just it it couldn't be um you know that I was so young and and that was it so i decided to take everything into my own hands start studying the body and start figuring out um another way or i would die trying and i was willing to take that risk at the point at that point um it just felt like i had nothing left to lose so um i did i started studying holistic nutrition um i started studying the body i started um just trying to learn everything I could about, um, how the body works and how it heals. And, um, little by little, I started getting better and I never went back to a hospital. I asked to be released from the hospital that day, um, when they told me that. And, uh, after a little bit of fighting, I finally was able to get out of there. Um, and, uh, it took me about three months to get weaned off of the, the drugs I was on. I was on about 75 milligrams of prednisone at the time. And so I remember it was uh, Independence Day, July 4th, 
of 2007 uh, that I took my last dose of prednisone and um, just had this feeling of being free finally. (laughs) So um, I struggled for a few years after that to figure it out on my own, um, just learning little bit by little bit what I could. Um, And then I ended up finding a, a healing arts school, which is where I met Dr. H. Um, and at that point I had been vegan for a couple of years and I had kind of plateaued in my healing. And, um, when I met Dr. H, he introduced me to food sensitivity testing, which really helped, uh, a lot with getting me through the next, uh, level of my healing. That was a big impact. Um, he also taught me a lot about, uh, just being kind of spirit driven and, you know, uh, Sometimes we just have to make the decision that we're going to get better and that we trust that. And we just have to push through that fear and that resistance of, um, you know, going to the next level. So uh, I've been symptom-free for many years now. I've um, had two kids with home birth, um, with no drugs. And um, I, you know, just feel like I live a really active and uh, vibrant life and, (laughs) I really um, feel passionate about inspiring other people to uh, be able to overcome these things and do the same. So, you know, that it's a phenomenal story. And in, in, in folks in, in my career, it was one of my it's one of my favorite cases. You know, working with you when we were working together, um, you know, and and kind of problem solving. You know, we're we're doing some testing, we're seeing what's going to go on. I'm like, I don't know. It was pretty severe, you know, and and that was after you'd already recovered a little bit. It was still pretty severe, (laughs) you know, and you start going, okay, well, let's, let's start with the basics. And so we started checking the blood work and we started checking the delayed food allergies and things like that. And it was just really beautiful to watch because, you know, you have this perfect confluence of, we have some good guidance with good testing but we also have a person who's just you, like you said, you made the determination. I'm going to heal, you know, and it's amazing <laughs> how the body starts to, to, to take that persona, that, that edict, if you will, kind of on at the cellular level. So it was really, really fun, but I'm really curious, you know, um, cause I know there's going to be a lot of people listening who are dealing with either similar issues or similar challenges and doubts. What were some of the challenges you had once you did make the decision and you started putting in the work? What were some of the things that you had to overcome for yourself um, to get to where you are? That's a great question. Um, a lot of it was a mental game. Part of it was a mental game because um, there were certain attachments I had to foods that were not healthy for me. So even um, once I started uh, studying the body, it took me a while to let go, um, to fully let go of, um, junk food and things like Taco Bell and <laughs> McDonald's and stuff like that, that now I have, I never touched that stuff anymore. And I don't even want to, um, but for, you know, I grew up on the sad American diet, um, everything out of a can or a box. And, um, you know, I remember thinking that I was healthy cause I had some iceberg lettuce on my sandwich with, you know, my rainbow bread and, <laughs> You know, so that's how I grew up. Um, And so definitely I had some attachments to some of those foods that um, I had grown up with. And I would even, I remember, you know, for most of my life, I would even go to junk food place and then ask for no vegetables. Like I would ask for like Taco Bell with no lettuce or something like that, you know? So it was, um, took me a while to get over that, to get past that, um, you know, mental block, thinking that those things were somehow making me happy and really they were contributing to the problem. Um, So that was part of it. Uh, Another part of it was uh, what I had been bedridden for so long. It was really hard to um, 
go out of the house and and start to just kind of try to act normal and live a normal life because it was such a huge adjustment from um you know i think when i started working with you i had i had it had been 5 years since i was given 3 months to live at that point uh so i had been dealing with this for a very long time um and so uh but I, it was really hard to find that courage to um get out of the mindset that I was sick and to shift into the mindset that I was healing and I was, I was healthy. Um, and I think that that shift really helped me a lot because once I started making that shift, I pushed myself to go out on walks. Um, I remember having a conversation with you, uh, that was really impactful where you used some expletives <laughs> and, uh, told me to just me, I, I cuss. Tough. What are you talking about? <laughs> And yeah, and just, you know, um, it was, I think that was a turning point for me because I remember then just going out and marching around my block and just telling myself over and over in my head, like, you can do this, you can do this. And and so I think that that mental game is is a, a huge part of it. And I see it with my clients every day um, that there's a, there's a big mental game involved in letting go of certain foods. We have a lot of emotional attachments and memories with them. Um, and also believing that you can heal. And um, if you're able to make those shifts, then your body will follow. Yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. That, that it's the mental game, the spiritual game is such a key component of the whole driving thing. And I think we relegate natural medicine and the healing process too often to a supplement or a change in diet or something like that. It's like, well, if I just take enough of this supplement, it's going to work. If I just eat this and do this perfect little me kind of diet thing, it's going to work. And it's like, well, not if you're still beating yourself up. Not if you still have self-doubt, not if you're not, not if you're address, if, if you're unable to address the foundational thing that you live with every single day, which is your thought process. You know, like we've got to get that thought process healed or the body to really heal, because that's what's going to drive all your actions that are necessary for healing to really happen, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's phenomenal you're hearing that. Now I'm I'm really curious because you made a statement um a couple minutes ago about how you know you have been you know, you got, you got the death sentence diagnosis, right? Thank you, Mr. Colt of Asclepius white coat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having no faith, right? You know, three months, you're going to be dead. Oh, thanks. But I should keep taking your medicine and stay in this hospital. Right. So you can build insurance. Yeah. Thanks, dude. They said I'm, I might survive if they take my colon out. Um, right. But, you know, I didn't want them to take my body parts. So <laughs> right, right. we're just going to yank that whole thing out. You don't need it. It's, don't worry about it. It's nothing. But I, I think what I'm really curious about is like what, you know, cause you started out, you switched over to vegan, right. And you became a vegan. Mm -hmm. And then I think, I, I think we, that you moved away from that after we started yes. doing some work. Right. Yeah. Um, so what, what are you, what do you attribute now to as a, as a lifestyle, like choices, either dietary practice, just different things you're doing now that help you maintain the health that you earned? What, what do you do now that you, yeah. that you give credit for? It's a great question. So, so yeah. Um, so I was, I did go vegan for two years, which helped initially. And I think the reason that helped initially is because it was so hard to eat junk food. Um, when I was vegan, cause most junk food has some sort of animal product in it. Um, I remember even finding out like the French fries at McDonald's had beef flavoring or something and being like, dang it. So, um, but I think it was, I think that's what really helped me the most is it got me more onto a whole foods diet. 
Um, and so it was actually really perfect because at the time my husband had been working on an organic farm. And so he would bring stuff from the farm home, fresh from the farm. I would cook it. We, we started experimenting with a lot more foods. I was never a vegetable person, um, up to that point. And it really forced me to explore, um, my palate a lot more. And, um, so it got me onto this whole foods diet, but then when I started working with you and we we discovered that I was sensitive to almost every legume that there was, <laughs> um, that there went my protein source for being vegan. And my cholesterol was also at 123 when we started working together, which is very low. Um, and so we ended up uh, switching over to meat again and um, c- continuing to include all of these wonderful vegetables that I was eating, but just um, cutting out the legumes and other things that were creating a sensitivity for me. Um, and so I think that what really continues to help me is to eat a predominantly organic whole food diet to really be mindful of my toxins. I, um, you know, live a very clean lifestyle. I do go out, um, and enjoy restaurant food. Occasionally I don't like limit myself from social events or anything like that. Um, because it's all about balance. And so, um, I think that just maintaining an overall, like the majority of the time I live a really clean lifestyle and, um, also, you know, uh, I think there's a big part of it too, that is about managing stress and, um, more than even just the amount of stress coming at you, the, your reaction to it and your relationship to it. Exactly. Like it's, this is what I've been, this has been like a new teaching that just a clarification um, at the school is like, we've, we've talked about pain and hurt, like they're interchangeable and they're not really interchangeable. Pain is a reality. Pain is going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, But it's how we either choose to react or respond to that pain is going to determine whether we turn that pain into hurt. And that hurt is where we keep, we keep the pain. We keep the original interpretation of the pain we keep that hurt with us indefinitely and then we get to relive it and now look for it and every, and you know everybody's like why well, you triggered me well yeah that's because you chose to use pain that you experienced as a negative instead of a positive and the, the thing the thing that's really exciting about what you're saying is that you made the determination in that hospital when they said you have three months to live to say okay no i'm in pain but I'm not going to be hurt by it. I'm going to figure out how to turn it into a source of strength for me. And I think that's really, really big. Now, I do want to, I do want to get your feedback on this though, because you, you brought up something else that's very interesting. And I actually have a patient right now uh, he's, who was uh, at 117 um, in terms of the cholesterol number. Okay, 117. So uh, folks, just listening in, that we everybody talks about cholesterol being too high, but cholesterol can also be too low. And that's a very poor understanding in the natural medicine field and especially in the allopathic field. They think the lower, the better. And that's nonsense. Every cell of your body needs cholesterol. That's why we make it. Well, we say that the threshold is uh, really 150. If you're in the United States system of units, if you're under 150, that you you actually don't have enough cholesterol. So tell the audience a little bit about your experience realizing that your cholesterol was too low and mm-hmm. what you did to start bringing your cholesterol levels up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my cholesterol was too low. And and um, this was something that you really opened my eyes to as well. And um, it was, I think that even if I look back on like your initial chart notes, because I have all my records and everything, 
there was a note in there about, um, you know, uh, I had said that I hadn't had a cycle in like years, um, a menstrual cycle in years. And, um, just all my, you know, could just, could just tell by all my symptoms. I had, I had really very, um, low hormone function. And, um, uh, part of that was, you know, being underweight, nutrient depleted, all of that. But there was a note in there where you, you right away flagged it for low cholesterol. It was like low cholesterol question <laughs> mark. And you were absolutely right. Cause when we tested and, um, I was at 121, that was very low. And I was part, partly being on a vegan diet. Um, you know, for me, that was not, um, working so well. And I wasn't, I don't think I was eating a lot of coconut oil, um, which is sometimes really helpful for people who are vegan to help, um, keep adequate levels of, of um, cholesterol. But for me and my body and the way that was reacting to legumes and all of that, there was just so many factors going that where that was not an ideal diet for me at that time. Um, and so when I did have to switch over, it was really hard to switch my mindset on that too and switch over to meat. But when I started eating more meat and also incorporating some coconut oil into my diet, like I remember I used to just take like a tablespoon of coconut oil and like eat it <laughs> just to help um, to regenerate that. But within, I think it was a matter of months that I started to get my cycle back and it was, um, you know, uh, not super consistent at first and all of that, but it was still something. Um, and I felt like I had a little bit more vitality. Um, I think some of my brain fog actually started to improve. So there was a lot of things that, um, were impacted by that really low cholesterol that I think, um, was really helpful. And my heart rate, my heart also was, you know, really, really high. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a part of cholesterol that's actually really protective. And, um, so it's a very misunderstood, uh, part of your health picture, I think in a lot of ways, like you said. And, um, so as that started to increase, it, it definitely started to help me to improve. Oh, for those of you listening, you need two very important things to, for your body to make cholesterol. You need um, saturated fats and arachidonic acid. And now your body makes arachidonic acid. So if you were to take coconut oil, like Addie was doing, you can increase your consumption of saturated fats, healthy saturated fats, and therefore increase your consumption, your development of cholesterol, right? You can do it naturally. Um, but uh, we needed to get her on meat because she just needed, she was so depleted and especially for the iron components and things like that. We needed to make sure there was some heme iron getting into the body. So make it a little simpler, but yeah. um, folks, the, I think the big takeaway here is that yes, your body is designed to heal and yes, it needs a little helping hand. You need to work with some people that know what they're doing. Fortunately, at that point where, when Addie and I uh, met, I knew at least enough to know what I was doing with that you know, that situation, you know, and I still had a tremendous amount to learn. And I'm telling you, I'm 24 years into this wonderful thing called the practice of medicine, and I still have a ton to learn. All right. I mean, there's so much to learn, but when you find somebody that understands how the body works and can make sense of labs and can make sense of what's going on and kind of connect the dots, what they can do for you is they can develop a plan. And that's why I say we don't need to focus on protocols. Protocols suggest that you can do it without anybody's help. And that's ridiculous. Okay. Especially if you're in a severe situation, you need help. Um, and that's okay. That's what people who, that's what we're supposed to be about is helping. Um, but you need somebody to help you develop a plan for you. And that's what I'm excited. When we come back from the break, Addie, we're going to talk about how you have taken all of your wisdom and all of your experience and, uh, and your education. And you're crafting it into plans for people, not protocols, plans for people that are personalized 
to the people that come and work with you. So we come back from the break, we're going to talk more with Addie Hartkin, um, uh, certified holistic nutritionist extraordinaire. We're going to talk with her about her practice and what she does to help people who are in similar situations, you know, dire situations, dysbiosis, gut, you know, microbiome issues in the digestion and things like that. And uh, how she helps them get into a plan of recovery for themselves. So we write back with more energetic health radio right after these messages. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. All right. Welcome back, everyone. So, we're talking with Addie Hartkin, certified holistic nutritionist, faculty member, and graduate of the Energetic Health Institute. She's such a phenomenal practitioner, incredibly well-researched. What I love is, you know, every time we have a conversation, we'll get, have faculty meetings, we'll, you know, and, and I see the work that Addie's doing with students at the school. She's always bringing research in. It's not just, hey, because I said so. It's, hey, I'm continuing my education too, and I want to share this information with you. And that's a sign of somebody who is worth going and seeing. Okay. So, um, you know, the big message we had in the previous segment was your body is designed to heal, but there is a process that you need to have a plan for how that's going to occur. And this is why you go to people like Addie and go, Hey, you know, what's the plan? <laughs> you know, Hey coach, what's, what's the plan here? Even though she's not a coach, she's far better than just a health coach. Um, so, um, I'm coming into your office, Addie, and I'm just saying, you know, I, I got some dysbiosis, maybe some bloating going on, you know, I'm not really feeling really good in the tummy and things like that. Um, I've gone to some other people and they just started making changes to my diet, but they never really tested me for anything. They just jumped in and made all these assumptions. Um, is that how you work with your clientele or do you take a different approach? Yeah, absolutely not. Um, so I think that it's really important for us to, um, to, to, to do some objective testing. Um, I think that that is one of the first things that needs to be done besides the intake. Um, so 
when I meet with clients, I usually do a pretty extensive intake to really get a sense of their history. Um, you know, where the, I try to track where some of these issues started, where they're stemming from. For example, I had a client one time that came to me, she had all this, these nasal issues, sinus issues, um, had been going on for like nine years or so. And, um, and no one had ever asked her when it started. And when I did, she was like, well, it started and I was living in this house. And I was like, well, I just kept asking her about that, found out there was mold in, in her, in that house she had been living in. Um, and so that was a big piece of, of her puzzle. Um, but other than that big intake that I do in the beginning, trying to find all those, you know, pieces of, of the history testing is the next, uh, thing that I go to. And the reason behind that is, um, that we could, for example, do like an elimination diet, and just kind of try to eliminate certain foods that are popular or something like that. But what if someone's sensitive to something like lettuce? You know, it's that you're not going to usually, that's not going to be the first thing you pick to eliminate. Um, and so it, it can, it can be really frustrating and a big waste of time. Um, and it can, and it can really actually impede the healing process, uh, make it uh, go a lot slower. Um, and then also it can, I found that it can, that frustration that comes from that confusion and, and without that clarity, people tend to really um, get demotivated pretty quickly. Um, and so when we get some definitive answers of what's going on and we can just address them and target them specifically, um, I don't like to use supplements in a gimmicky way. I don't like to use supplements in a way where you're just throwing things at people. I want there to be a reason um, that we are recommending something and we're targeting something specific with it. Um, usually it's not something you're going to be taking your entire life. Usually it's, um, you know, maybe in your uh, comprehensive stool analysis, which is a test I use a lot will notice that you have maybe um, an overgrowth of an inflammatory bacteria. We will target that with specific herbs, with a biofilm disruptor, with um, a binder to help carry out those toxins once they get um, kind of broken open and released. Um, and we will um, use those specific supplements in order to address that thing. Um, there's no way to know without that testing of what's going on inside your gut. We can't really see in there. So we could just throw some probiotics at you. Some people though, end up having plenty of um, beneficial bacteria in there, but they just um, have maybe a dysfunction where you can see that they don't have enough enzyme production or something like that, which also shows up on the stool analysis. Um, and so um, without doing that testing, we're, you're really just kind of making shots in the dark. Uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's this, it's a great phenomenon. It's a great lesson for all practitioners, you know, don't guess when you can know, you know, when you can know, go run the test. You're going to, you're going to save a lot of money. Number one, right. You're going to save a lot of money because that's the problem with making assumptions. And there is always going to be times where you have to make some clinical extrapolations. You have to make some assumptions, but that shouldn't be where you start. That should be out of necessity, not out of, you know, this is where we initiate mm -hmm. where you initiate is, get some labs. You know, you've done the health history. You got a good idea of what labs you need, get some labs and then get that information in. So you can make really definitive clinical decisions. And then what starts happening, like I'm sure you're, you're seeing in your practice is people start getting better really fast. And when people start getting better really fast, they're more apt to be compliant. Like I've told people for years, Addy, I don't have compliance issues. I've never had compliance issues in my practice. You know, if you want to get better, this is the work. This is the path. I'm going to lay it out for you. And if you do the work, you're going to get better. You know, that's that's the by and large what happens. Yep. So in your practice, 
What are you seeing with some, like, I know you've had a really cool case you shared with us, um, uh, the uh, Holistic Nutrition Masterclass, as we do every Thursday at the school. You, you shared this really cool case. Can you tell the audience a little bit about this uh, recent case and this recent real great success story you had working with someone? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I had a client come to me who um, had been experiencing this, you know, very severe uh, bloating for quite some time. Um, and it had gotten to the point where she was having uh, incomplete bowel movements. Um, when she was having bowel movement, it was, you know, not, not really fully emptying um, her bowels. And so what was happening is her bowels were becoming um, impacted. And it got so bad that um, when she uh, went in to get um, an ultrasound, she wasn't sure if it was something happening with her ovaries. She has had all this pain in her abdomen. They couldn't even see her ovaries through all the um, fecal matter in her bowels that it was so impacted. She couldn't even, um, they couldn't even get to the ovaries with the ultrasound. So, um, so, and she, not only that, but she had tried a million different diets. She had tried FODMAP, low FODMAP. Um, she had tried keto. She had tried all these different things, trying to help it and got to the point where she just felt like she was scared of food. She didn't even know what to eat anymore. Um, and right. so protocols, right. That's, that's what yeah. these, it, it, we have all these fancy names for diets, folks. Those are, again, those are protocols. And they're, they make this really terrible assumption that a person who doesn't have really any knowledge of their body, no knowledge of nutrition, can then utilize the correct, select the correct dietary approach for the situation they're in. This is why you need to work with people who know what they're doing. People like Addie Hartkin. You need to work with these folks because they've put in the work to understand things that you're not going to be able to understand watching, listening to some podcast or 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 watching a, a YouTube video or something like that, right? Protocols are not the way. Working with professionals who know what they're doing, who can create a personalized plan that's the way go. I think I just had to get that in there, Addy as well. Go, <laughs> keep on rolling. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it really is true because it, it can, like I said, it can be really demotivating um, and, and frustrating where, you know, and pe people will start to just jump around from thing to thing to thing. And it's just grasping at straws really. And, um, and so when she, when she came to me, um, you know, a lot of her symptoms right away, I already started um, thinking a few things in my head. Um, there was a lot of symptoms that she had brain fog, constipation, um, bloating, all of that, that um, signaled to me that she probably had some sort of a yeast or a fungal uh, overgrowth happening. But again, um, I like to test just to confirm my suspicions. Um, and then on top of it, she had been diagnosed with IBS. She had been diagnosed with um, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, which is, um, you know, can cause a lot of bloating as well. And the IBS is really, really um, common with food sensitivities mixed with some sort of dysbiosis in the gut. Um, so I definitely um, knew right away I needed to order a uh, food sensitivity test and a comprehensive stool analysis um, and see what was going on in there. And so um, when it came back, it did confirm my suspicion. She had a candida overgrowth in her gut. Um, she also had a, a little bit of overgrowth of different um, uh, bacteria as well that were um, inflammatory. And <laughs> um, so that's a, it was a pattern of dysbiosis. There was also some digestive dysfunction, which we see really commonly um, as 
kind of like the root cause of a lot of the dysbiosis in the gut comes from your digestion just not working right in the first place. So um, low stomach acid, low enzyme output, low biliary function. So your bile. Um, so those are, those are the three things that a lot of times if those aren't working right, it makes it much easier for you to get overgrowth of, of the bacteria or overgrowth of a fungal um, strain of some type. So um, parasites, things like that. She had giardia. Um, that was another thing that came up, which was um, a lot of times that's kind of transient. It moves through and your body can handle it. But if your immune system's really wiped out, then you'll need some support with that as well. So um, we, we definitely uncovered some things. And I always tell my clients that it's better for us to find those things um, and see them. And actually, you know, we want to see some of those bad things there because it's, it's kind of giving us a reason of what's going on. So then it gives us something to work on. Um, and so we were able to um, address those things with, you know, very, like I mentioned, targeted supplements, also her diet, um, you know, making sure that she was, um, not avoiding her food sensitivities, making sure that she was eating, um, whole foods and organic as much as possible. And, um, and then, uh, increasing her water intake. That was another big one actually, where she was really, um, really not drinking enough water at all. And that can have such a huge, impact, not only on your digestion, but your whole entire body. Um, and so those were all really big factors. And then the one other piece of the puzzle that was really huge for her was decreasing her stress level and the amount of things that she was taking on and saying yes to in her life. Um, she really needed to have boundaries and slow things down and slow down her life because stress a lot of times is the root root cause of the digestive dysfunction for people. Um, and in my own journey, I also noticed, um, that leading up to my diagnosis of ulcerative colitis, I had two extremely stressful traumatic events in my life. Um, and I really think that that is what pushed me over the edge from my sad American diet to actually manifesting all of these symptoms. And so I think that that's, um, often a really overlooked thing in, um, in people, you know, when we're looking at their disease and how they need to heal is that the emotions always play a big role. And, um, I think that's really why I'm attracted to holistic nutrition is because it addresses that piece as well. Amen. And now, you know, she obviously in this case had worked with a bunch of practitioners previously, right? She had worked with some allopaths some white coats, and I'm sure she had tried some things on her own and probably worked with some other folks. Right. In her history, had anybody done something as simple as testing her for delayed food allergies and checking out what's going on in her microbiome? No. <laughs> no. Right. And this is what drives me crazy about allopaths is it's like they'll go and grab the, the MRI, they'll go get a CT scan, they'll do an ultrasound. And it's like, okay, that doesn't tell you anything clinically. It doesn't help I me. Mean, it might say that, yeah, there's some obstruction there in this case. There's some blockage. Duh. The health history already told us that. You know what I mean? What are you doing to figure out why there's a blockage? What are you doing? You know, the ultrasound doesn't tell you why there's a blockage in there. And uh, that's what I love about the work that you did in that case right there, because you just did something. Because what do people come in all the time saying? I've tried everything. I've tried everything. I've done it all. <laughs> okay. Well, if you've done it all, why are you here with me? Right. <laughs> You're hoping that you haven't done it all. Right. Because 
And then you, and then you start them on some basic stuff, right? You get it. You're like, okay, let's get the basic testing going. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's really fun. And I don't know if you've had this experience with it, but when you're sitting down with someone and you're reviewing labs, it's not just, here's your labs. Like, cause that's what they try to do it in, in the hospitals now. Right. It's like, go yeah. and log on. And now nobody's going to review your labs and tell you, but there's your numbers right there. Right. right. You sat down with her and went through the delayed food allergy panel. You sat down with her and went through the, um, the stool analysis and everything, right? Yeah. Marker and, by marker. I show her exactly what I'm seeing and what it means. Cause I want people to be really involved in their health. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's where the white coats <laughs> uh, kind of fall short is that they um, well, that's one of the places at least because they, they don't involve you. They don't try to educate you. They don't try to empower you to have the knowledge about your own body um, and kind of leave you in the dark. And I know with me, um, when I was in the hospital, I had to constantly fight to get that information. I had to mm -hmm. fight to get my medical records, to see what my numbers were, to understand it. I had to ask a lot of questions. Um, and so I always, you know, want to empower my clients. I give them all of that information, help them to understand what we're looking at and why they are doing the things I recommend. Which helps with compliance. Right, right. <laughs> which which is a stupid word to begin with. It's like you want to get better. You should be compliant, but you know whatever. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's that yes, I we've involved, and it's that old. I think it's Lao Tzu gets credit for this. You know, tell me I forget, show me I remember, but involve me and I understand. Right, mm -hmm. and that's our role. We I'm here to involve you. You have to participate in this because I'm not going to heal you. You are going to heal you right? I'm just showing you the plan, the path to walk, to get there. But I love that look on like, for me, the, for patients faces when we're reviewing labs, mm -hmm. because you can see the light bulbs go on for them. When you spend that time with them, like, oh my God, you, you're looking at their, they're looking at their foods. And like, oh, I eat that all the time. I didn't realize that that was, yeah, well, there we go. We found something great. Oh my God. I, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, I had this candida going on. I suspected it, but I didn't know. Yeah. Right. And What's really cool about it, Addie, is that relief that you see on their face. Like they finally got some answers and they finally got some answers that aren't just like, well, you're screwed. You know, it's mm -hmm. here. We got some answers because we now open up the pharmacopoeia with those answers. We now know what we need to use to be able to bring your body back into or help your body get back into homeostasis and to health. Right. And I think you had said something earlier about um, there's no such thing as incurable mm -hmm. when you understand what the challenges are and the obstacles. So, you know, we're 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 coming up to um, we're coming up to a, a little bit of close here. Um, and I I, I got to tell you, folks, if you haven't already, please check out um, check out Addie's website, The Being Well. T H E B E I N G W E L L dot com, the being well dot com. I think folks can even contact you, Addie. You do, are you doing telehealth and stuff like that? Yep, I do everything virtual. Um, so over Zoom and um, yeah, all the contact information is on my website. And you can even get a, a free, just introductory consult um, with me to see if it's a good fit and if, um, you know, what you have going on is something that I can help you with. This is crazy time. So you mean people can just contact you through your website and they can actually get a free 15 minutes with you just to see if, if, if you can help yeah, them. Absolutely. See, yeah. Folks, you have a choice in this day and age. 
You can go to the hospital, which nobody wants to go to even before COVID, but now they really don't want to go there. Um, You can go deal with arrogant white coats who don't care about you and don't want to give you your medical records and certainly won't spend time with you. Like they'll five minutes, right? How are you? I saw 50 patients today. Yeah. That's all you did was see them, right? You didn't help them. There's no way to do that. Let me just question for you, Addy, busy day in your practice where you have some new clients and some, uh, and some returning clients. How many folks do you think you can actually see in a day and do a good job with? I limit it to like three to five a day, um, you know, and sometimes I'm booked out a couple of weeks, but at least I have, you know, the time and the energy to spend with each person. So, right. And yeah. that's, that's what the practice of good medicine looks like, folks, that one person can really work with three to five people in a day. And then you're spent, they're, they're spent, but everybody's moving forward. And if you set up the case from the beginning and you have a good plan for folks, the management of the case and the healing process gets super easy, especially in the first two healing cycles, two 28-day cycles. So Addy, we're coming up against it. I want to give you just final thoughts, final messages to everybody listening. And I hope you got a lot out of this today, everyone, because there is hope out there. It's not just me out there doing stuff. I got a whole bunch of awesome grads doing a whole bunch of awesome things. And these are people that you can trust. All right. So Addy, what are your final thoughts for people listening in today? Yeah, my, my final thoughts are just, you know, um, I think, you know, everything I went through is, is completely worth it. And, um, if I can inspire people to, you know, be able to believe that they can get better. I know there's a lot of uh, sick people out there and, um, and you can absolutely heal yourself through natural methods. Um, like Dr. H said, you might need some guidance, um, from somebody, you know, in order to help you navigate that. But once you, once you earn that level of health, then you can absolutely maintain it yourself as well. Um, and so there's, you know, very few issues, you know, con- conditions, diseases that are actually truly chronic. And so, um, if your doctor tells you that you've got something for the rest of your life, do not believe them. Um, you know, there go find another way. And uh, there's uh, so much medicine in just the natural plants and things that are, you know, growing on this beautiful earth. And um, and it can definitely help you heal if you know how to, um, you know, find those blocks and remove them and give yourself some really good nourishing support. Hey, Amen. Well, thank you for being uh, with us, Addy. Today, I, I would say that it's it, to everybody listening. It's not that you might need somebody; it's that you do need someone. Okay, it, it is. It is an absolute. Um, you need to go with people. It's it's not so easy. And the, the thing I, I I like to report to people is is just let me ask you this: Do you know where your liver is? If you don't know where your liver is then you need to at least talk to somebody who does, right? And that same principle, that same idea goes for nutrition. Do you know what B-complex vitamins do? Do you know what a delayed food allergy panel is and how to interpret? Do you know how to look at a report on the microbiome and interpret it and make clinical decisions? No, you didn't get the training on it? No problem, that's not a problem. It does mean you need to go to someone who does know because a protocol won't get it done. That's a one size fits all approach. And there's no such thing in medicine as one size fits all, right? Mm -hmm. You need to go to people who know what they're doing. You need to go to people who really care. So I'm gonna encourage you to look up Addie Hartkin at thebeingwell.com 
check her out. She can help. She's put in the work to be able to help. And if you are somebody that's thinking, you know, I like Addie's approach. She went and studied and learned how to do this. Check us out at the Energetic Health Institute. We would love to bring you into the family. We're bringing new people in droves right now, which is awesome. Of people who said, you know, I want to learn these skills, skills that are going to last me for a lifetime. And maybe, just maybe, even learn some of these skills so I can help people just like Addie's doing every single day. All right, folks. We love you, folks. Have a great one. Aloha and adios.